Welcome to Briarwood Football Classics. I'm Matthew Forster. I'm the head coach of Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. This season is the 50th season of Briarwood Football, and we're publishing this podcast to remember some great games and moments from the past. And these are Briarwood Football Classics. So this is such an exciting podcast today because we're actually going back to the early 1980s. Uh, you know, guys, and, and I'm going to introduce all of you in just a second, but a little bit of an apology because I feel like that so many times we start Briarwood history with the Coach Yancey years starting in 1990, but Briarwood had a rich tradition of play and ministry uh, going back uh, to a 1982 state championship. And then you guys were part of that couple of years where you were an affiliate member of the AHSAA moving from the private school to the public schools and, and, and the competition uh, that you guys were playing really had to up your game. So uh, I'm joined with some guys from that 1984 season, and we're going to talk about why we went to this in just a minute, but uh, join us today is uh, number 80, Bob Ferris. I was a senior that year in 1984. Uh, number 11, Jimmy Collier, quarterback. Uh, uh, Jimmy, you were a junior, I believe, that right, year. And Sean Lowe. Number 62, another senior back for the Briarwood Lions in those days. Guys, thanks so much for joining the, the podcast today. So we're going to get into some memories in just a minute, but let's talk about why uh, we're uh, talking to you guys. So we've kept this record book uh, going back since Coach Yance's years, and then there was some research done before that. But as records keep getting erased, uh, and uh, seasons move along, there's a 99-yard touchdown pass uh, from Jim Collier to Bob Ferris against Shelby County back in 1984 that will always be there toward the top, 99 yards. So we're going to, at some point today, talk about that play. Uh, but before we get there, guys, um, what can each of you share? People who pay attention to Briarwood football now and they come out on Friday nights and they see a turf field and they see a team that's has this tradition now of playing, you know, 6A, 7A schools. So as you guys think back to uh, the origins, uh, how you guys got it going, what can you tell current Briarwood followers uh, about some comparisons and differences and memories going back to that 1984 season? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, and uh, Sean hit on one thing. Uh, going back as far as I can remember, the, the games – uh, we're at Gresham Middle School. Uh, so that was when we were really young. Then we moved out to the current location. Um, obviously nothing like it is now, but still some similarities. I don't know if there's still a creek right there by the stadium that you get to walk across. And that was always kind of a little intro memory. But um, yeah, just thinking back through the coaches, Coach Yes, it was Coach Fleming. Our, our coaches were Coach Fleming, and we may have had Coach Ricky Sale mm -hmm. his first year. Jim uh, Brown it, and Jeff Young, too, I think, uh, were all part of that yeah. staff. Yeah, and Coach Young was always the constant presence, you know, through our <laughs> bull, bull in the ring middle school years through high school. I don't know if still do that anymore, but yeah, it's, it's changed a lot, but, you know, there's still some similarities. It's still football, but, man, it's been great just watching the progress of the program. And, you know, I, I know the other two guys probably agree. It, it's fun just to 
just to be affiliated with it and make the connection even, you know, don't bother to tell people that, Hey, it's nothing like it. It was then, but still it's, it's been fun to watch. So what a great, great program and um, great memory. I, I think the biggest difference uh, from the time we played and then into the coach Yancey years and forward is we only had like 30 something players on the team back then. And I know, you know, especially our senior year, you know, we never came off the field. We, you know, I think the only time I was not on the field my senior year was on punt returns and kickoffs. The rest of the time we were, you know, we had to play both ways on offense and defense, and we just didn't have the participation. The student enrollment wasn't as high as it is now, but we also didn't have, you know, as many people coming out for football, um, you know, back then as they do now. I mean, uh, they, Sean, what two positions did you play that year in 84? I was left tackle on offense and right tackle on defense, and then I was the snapper for extra points and field goals and punts. And, Jim, did you go by Jimmy back then? I know your dad. Yeah. Jim. Yeah, I've always been Jimmy. Always been Jimmy. Good days. That was your junior year. So do you, you have some memories from that year and then the, even the, what carried forward for your senior year? Uh, I mean, I guess 84 was the first year we played the uh, public schools, right? the competition was so much different, you um, know, we tried not to be intimidated, but, you know, we, we pretty much were because, you know, we'd been playing the small Christian schools and, um, but we were up for the challenge. And uh, I guess the difference, you know, I see is, is what John said, you know, participation and then just uh, commitment. Probably most of those guys, I don't know, don't play three sports or two sports, but uh, we play with a lot of heart and, yeah, I guess 84 was just tough after, you know, being a big dog the year before, then kind of getting a little shot of humility. And then, well, you say, say it's humility. You guys ended up four and four. And, uh, you know, just looking back in the yearbook, uh, you know, there, there would be a lot to be proud of in terms of your effort. Uh, uh, but you did open up that pass, that 99-yard pass was the first game of the year. Y'all were open the week, traditional week one. So on September 2nd, 84, uh, going against Shelby County, which probably was that first taste of that. Uh, so you guys put your ink, your names in the record book. So, um, Jim, do you, do you remember the play? Do you have any recollection of it? What time part of the game it was or uh, any thoughts of the call or? Uh, uh, I, know mean, <laughs> I know it was, you know, one yard line. So it was going to be a quick pass, a three-step drop. And I got hit so hard, I really don't remember much about it because my <laughs> left tackle um, kind of let me down. Uh, but, no. I'll Jay, remember. I, I got to tell you, the longest play in Briarwood history was probably the worst play of my career. I totally whiffed on my block on that play. Jimmy got absolutely blown up in the end zone. I'm picking him up off the ground, apologizing to him. Little did I know Bob was streaking down the middle of the field. Uh for a touchdown you know I was talking I was talking to my wife last night about this and I said you know I think I'm going to take credit for this on this call and say <laughs> if I hadn't missed that block Jimmy wouldn't have got the ball out as fast as he needed That's to right. make that touchdown. <laughs> so you didn't even see it caught then Jimmy <laughs> I just vaguely remember you know I had to get rid of the ball some big, big guy was coming at me and I just kind of threw it I think over the middle on a slant then I was on the ground and cussing Sean and then he pulled me up and was like but look <laughs> Bob just kind of weaving around. I'm sure he'd get called, but he sure didn't. So, Bob, that wasn't just a down the sideline 
traditional 99 yarder. It sounded like you had a 13 yard pass, I had to guess. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was some big, long, dramatic pass, but it wasn't. It was a quick, <laughs> it was a quick slant, and um, I don't remember much about it. Uh, I, I think Jimmy has it described right, though. I, I was weaving and cutting corners and everything all the way down the field to not get caught. So, um, but yeah, it was fun. I don't remember a lot about it. I, I do think, was it called blue 218 or something like that? It was a little slant pass, I remember. And that was about the extent of it. I do remember wondering, why is he weaving? Straight line is the <laughs> fastest way to get there. But it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. So just a, a question. So for years, you know, that's been uh, recorded and we put out season summaries every now and then. And of course, in all of the uh, football programs that's been published since then, you know, we have this longest 125 touchdowns in Broward history for a while. It was the longest 100 and it just keeps growing, expanding. So when was the last time you noticed it was still there uh, at, at some point long way, or maybe you're just oblivious. That it's even still recorded. But is there ever a time that you're kind of sitting around and maybe at a Broward game or somebody mentions it and you go, Oh yeah, we're still up there. That 99 yarder will stand for a long time. I'm not the smartest tack in the drawer, but I just knew me 99 yards. You can't really beat it. So, yeah. but then a friend of mine, a random friend of mine, who's really into youth sports uh, was, his son was playing a basketball tournament somewhere in Shelby County and he got Shelby County history or whatever and thumbed through it and he saw me and he was shocked. He's like, I couldn't believe it. That's awesome. How about you other guys? Have you seen it? Have you mentioned it to you? Or, you know, it's one of those kind of points of nostalgia that at least has to capture your attention at some point along the way. I haven't seen it. I have moved to Montgomery, so I've been down here for almost 20 years, but I did have – it's probably been 10 years ago that somebody um, saw it somewhere there at the school or something and, and called me and told me about it. So that was a lot of fun hearing it. I got to, you know, that old saying, the, the older you get, the better you were, you know, so kind of got to use that with my sons a little bit. But, uh, but yeah, it's fun hearing that it, you know, it's still quote unquote recorded. And there, there are a number of, of plays that go back, uh, you know, I think Brad Gray's on there a few times, uh, you know, that, will stand uh, things back in the 80s but uh so you guys played on the road in 84 um uh, lost uh, at shelby county had a very close game a one-point loss at west blockton which i imagine had to be uh something y'all felt good about uh in at, during that time uh get that win y'all y'all won at marion uh away at marion the second game so that was your second win but first home game was a win and so that was, i'm gonna go ahead and say that i still count that west blockton as a win we totally <laughs> <laughs> we totally won that game we scored a winning touchdown with about a minute to go, and they called the – it was Jimmy's brother, Craig, on a long run. Oh, Milton Seabolt, they said he didn't have his mouthpiece in, and he, Milton was probably 20 yards away from the action on that play. That's probably the most upset I've ever been about a loss because that was an area game. If we win that game, we'd make the playoffs that year, and that, that was a tough one. The uh, You guys can chime in on that, but also that Ohatchee game brings back a lot of uh, great memories. Uh, uh, for me, that's probably my most favorite win we had that year. I don't know if you guys remember, but when we came down the hill into the go into the locker room there on that hall by the gym, the entire Ohatchee team was at the other end of the hall. 
and they started growling at us when we came in the thing. That kind of got us all fired up. And so I think the game was 13 to 12 right there at the end. We had some serious issues with place kicking in that game. We had 12 points at the time because we missed both extra points. And then we'd also, I think, missed a short field goal or two throughout the game. And I just remember we drove down and got back into field goal range right there uh, at the end. And coach grabbed John Kirkpatrick, who was our star linebacker. And also, I think he started right tackle on, on offense and said, John, do you think you can make this kick? And he said, yes, sir. So we went out there and John on the last play of the game kicked the, kicked the winning field goal to replace our other kicker to win that game, 15 to 13. That's probably, and I, I remember Will Burke, God rest his soul. He's not with us anymore, but you could see on the video when we reviewed the film the next week, when the game was over, Will was running down the sideline of Ohachi's team growling back at him. <laughs> that was that's probably one of my best uh, favorite memories of that of that season. You I think guys, I remember John doing cartwheels or something after. Yeah, I think John was doing cartwheels yeah. too. That was uh, that game was probably my favorite win we had that year. The last game of the season, you guys have this overtime win against uh, at Vincent, which uh, you know if you know much about the bar with Vincent games from the 80s and 90s I mean that was a pretty hotly contested rivalry because of how close we are and I just remember it was a very physical game obviously low scoring I don't know who got the ball first in overtime and I don't know what down it was but I just threw a little corner out to Bob and he caught it and I guess they had the ball first because the game was over once he caught it so I, I just remember as you hit on Jay there was no love lost between the two teams um, they used to beat us like a drum in basketball so it was always you know a chance to somewhat get back was in football and so that was um, since that being our last game too I remember that was just good going out you know going out with a win against them but um, yeah, as Jimmy said, it, it was just kind of a physical, low-scoring game, as I remember. I remember I remember the same, being a very physical, uh, hard-hitting game. I also remember as soon as the game was over, Coach told us to keep our helmets on and get straight to the bus. <laughs> I don't know if you all remember that. but <laughs> It's so funny, just a side note. <clears throat> I could be fuzzy, but I, the next year we played them at home, same deal, overtime. It was the same defensive back, uh, same route. And uh, I think it was Conrad Carpenter caught it for the win. And, Jimmy, you're all right. It was a 6-3 overtime the next year at home against Vincent. So that's two great back-to-back uh, -back wins those two years. So, guys, I, you know, I, I don't know two of the coaches. I've, I've heard so much about Coach Sale. Of course, I've, I've met Gary Fleming, and we coached his son years later at Briarwood. Uh, don't know really know Coach Partain very well, but – uh, you know, Coach Jim Brown was a part of that staff and, of course, Coach Young. And we know the long legacy of ministry that those men have. So as you think back to the men, the coaches that were in your lives at that time, do you have some memories that you uh, think back to in terms of maybe how they shaped you or encouraged you or maybe even just a humorous moment that you remember from your coaches in those days coach young uh because probably our longest memories are with him since he was in middle school and, and i've thought back i don't know how old he was then but he was intense you know <laughs> just a, you know he would love joking about this bull in the ring he would turn his hat around and you know show you how it's done and so i, I was thought back i bet he was in his mid-20s but yeah, he had you know, like 12 page uh, scouting report <laughs> yeah, but 
but still with that intensity, such humility, because I, I just remember one time he came in and he had been tough on us. And the next day he came in and was just very humble about it, apologetic. And, and I never will forget, he said he got on his knees, prayed. I think he even said he fell on the ground just in, in, in posture of, you know, uh, just kind of apologizing for it. And that took a lot for a coach like that, a guy that intense in a football environment to share that with a bunch of young kids. And Yeah, we had Coach Young for a long time. He's our PE coach our entire time through elementary school and junior high. He was our junior high football coach. And then when we finished ninth grade, he moved up to the high school and was our offensive line coach. Um, but similar memories to what Bob, you know, was talking about the intensity and, but also the graciousness. And he, he had this story he used to tell all the time about a frog in a butter churn that he would tell all the time about that frog kicking those legs in that butter churn until it got hard so he could jump out of the, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, Coach Young was, was always awesome. I mean, he was like they're saying so intense, so into it and always kind of gave you confidence that if you just try hard, you got a chance. Um, Coach Brown was always just, a joy to be around. Yeah. Dry yeah. Since Co- Never knew. Hey, Coach uh, Franklin was part of that staff, too. He was our defensive coordinator, I know, in 84, maybe also in 83. I can't remember. Okay. But, uh, yeah, he was he was a good he – he was Bob's basketball coach, too. But he was, he was a good guy, too. Yeah, good yeah. coaching staff. So, you know, we're talking about, you know, close to 40 years now, guys. So, take us through, uh, you know, what happened to each of you after Briarwood and, and pull you full circle to kind of where you are today? And- yeah. So after Briarwood, I, I ended up, I went to Auburn and, and, uh, met, uh, my wife there, moved back to Birmingham, uh, lived there for 14 years. And then we moved, she's from Montgomery. So we live currently in out, outside Montgomery in an area called Pike road, uh, was blessed with three sons. Um, they've all grown and, moved out, but a lot of fun, you know, going through, uh, sports with them. And, um, so yeah, we're in Pike road now. I'm in the construction business with my brother-in-law, uh, still get up to Birmingham each week. And, uh, one of the first things I do on Saturday mornings is pop open al.com and see how Briarwood did. So mm-hmm. still very much. I, I love high school football. I, uh, I went to the University of Alabama after after Briarwood, and then I moved to Chicago for a little while. Then I came back to Alabama and went to graduate school and then lived in Atlanta briefly. But I've been back in Birmingham since 1995. Um, I'm in the banking business. I do equipment finance uh, for Bancorp South, soon to be Cadence Bank, and um, have uh, two children. My son is just starting his freshman year at Mississippi State, and then I have a daughter that went to UAB who's working uh, here in town. So God has blessed us uh, very much and uh, fond memories of Briarwood. I'm like Bob, every, usually on Friday night, late before I go to bed, I'm, I'm pulling up something to see how, how Briarwood did uh, in their games. And it's, it's been a lot of fun watching what has been built, you know, since our, our time there with uh, Coach Yancey and now with Coach Forrester. So after Briarwood, I went to Alabama and got a degree in English. Got out of school, didn't know what in the world I wanted to do. Uh, so I went back to school and got another degree in horticulture at Georgia, and um, which was a passion of mine, just plants. I didn't know if I was going to be a landscaper, a grower, a retailer, but I ended up doing retail. Started in 1996, and it's still going great over uh, Collier's Nursery. Three kids that are all in college. Actually, one's in law school in Alabama. Um, wonderful wife. 
kind of a blessed life. Briarwood was a great experience in football, I think, above all the other sports. I don't know if it's just the physicality or what, but it just teaches you perseverance. And then with all that hard work, you kind of, I think, bond closer to your teammates than maybe you do in other sports. And, Jim, if you don't mind, I'd like to, you know, share about, you know, what a ministry your dad had, uh, obviously. But uh, – and, and I don't know if you remember this, but uh, as he was in his battle with cancer, he came back and spoke to, to Broward Christian School at a chapel uh, back in the 90s, full packed house of students and kids. And I almost remember his talk word for word in terms of how powerful it was he told the story of a poor woodcutter and uh, had just a white horse and a son and uh, i won't tell the whole story here but his basic message was uh, the woodcutter whether bad things happen or good things happen he said well you never know what will be a blessing and uh, i have told that story to other Briarwood folks that have come behind him for years. And, uh, you know, and that just doesn't even begin to say the ministry he had, you know, through Birmingham, but I hope you don't mind me sharing that. And, uh, and what a, what a ministry, you know, the, your families had, you know, in terms of that heritage that we appreciate. That's, thanks for saying that. That's neat. So guys, uh, you know, so we're kind of wrapping up. You, you've seen changes. Uh, you, you've seen places grow. Uh, if 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 now that you're looking back and and could say something to any kind of current player that's kind of struggling junior senior year, uh, you know, trying to enjoy this life, it's a different culture, different times. But what would be a piece of advice you could share, maybe even a, a parent or player currently at Briarwood, uh, looking forward to what their next steps would be? Uh, uh, the blessing of a Christian education. Um, that one thing that just got really burned into my mind through that Christian education uh, was just the, the providence of God and, uh, and his sovereignty. And so as you get out in life, you're going to get a lot of curveballs. And I mean, it could even be, you know, if you're on the team and you're not playing as much as you thought you would be, or you, you know, you experience some type of hardship later on, just, um, you know, just obviously that trust in God and in his plan and in his providence and that it's all uh, part of a good plan, uh, you know, just to always remember that. And um, it takes faith, but, uh, you know, that's just kind of what came to mind, you know, as you asked that question. So I think that's obviously a, just a good perspective to keep on life. Sean, you may be even thinking about yourself in those days. What what would have been some good advice for you then? Well, I just think, you know, I think about a verse that I learned at Briarwood that's in Timothy about, you know, that when you encounter trials that that produces. Um, and so just never let your faith, you know, waver when you're going through tough times, just knowing that the testing of that faith does produce endurance. I just say, turn those phones off and put them down and go talk to people face to face sometime and develop some real relationships mm. rather than just doing everything through your phone. That's the advice I have for young kids today. <laughs> I would say to the athletes, I mean, you know, work hard, respect your coaches, but you know, it's not the end of the world. That's right. This is a small period in your life. Very few of you will keep playing football. Um, so just even through losses, just try to enjoy it. Uh, but definitely listen to and respect your coaches. And, and for the parents, I've just witnessed, you know, I would say make sure who's driving the bus. 
Mm-hmm. If your son's all into it, sure. But if he's not or middle way, I don't like the parents that just drive them hard when that when that it's not in their heart. You know, so interesting. Listen, you guys. You know, this episode will actually drop a few weeks from now, so it may not be as timely. But about Milton's mouthpiece being out on the game winning touchdown, we we had a game winning touchdown last Thursday night at Pelham that got called back by a holding call that, you know, from our perspective is, was a little ticky tack, but uh, I guess it's depending on which team you're following. And then of course, you know, we do have players that are struggling of how to be a teammate and build relationships in this age of social media. So everything you guys shared today is of great value and benefit and can't thank you enough uh, for your time foundational to any success that we've had and, um, and, and, our guys feel a healthy pressure to keep keep up that tradition of the Broadwood Lions. And so I want to thank you guys for your participation in that. All right. So that 99 yarder, folks, that wasn't down the sideline. That was that was uh <laughs> gone missing the block, Jimmy laying on his back, and Bob just weaving through Shelby County for that score. So that's uh, good to know. And it will it will be there for a long time, I promise you, that 99 yarder. Tell you what's funny that I, I didn't remember how we got in that situation until Jimmy sent me the video the other day. There was actually an incredible four-play goal line stand. Uh, I think they had first and goal at the one, and we stuffed them four straight times on the one-yard line. So that's how we got the ball at the one-yard line to start that. That's why you were so <laughs> tired, Sean. You <laughs> 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 <laughs>